You are listening to Future Net Zero, a platform to help businesses and the wider community improve our lives and our planet by achieving net zero. In this podcast, Future Net Zero editor Johnny Bairstow speaks with Adam Shalab, EV product and propositions manager at British Gas Business, as they discuss the role electric vehicles can play in the public sector, the benefits of EV adoption for communities, and supporting organisations in their transition to electric vehicles. Hello everyone and welcome to this Future Net Zero podcast. Today I'm joined with by Adam Chillab uh, from British Gas Business. Um, today we're going to be talking about EV charging and the public sector. So hello Adam, how are you? Hey Johnny, I'm good, thanks. Yourself? Yeah, very well, very well. Thank you for asking. And would it be possible to quickly introduce yourself for some of our audience that might not know who you are and exactly what you do? Yeah, of course, no problem. So hello everyone, I'm Adam. I lead on the EV products and proposition development here at British Gas. So this is about defining and building the right EV charging products and service offering for our business customers. and also working with our wider team to make this a reality. And today we're gonna to be talking about the role EV charging can play in the public sector. Uh, so before we get into that, I think it might be useful if you could define exactly what those terms mean and what it encompasses. Yeah, so a typical definition of the public sector is any government-controlled organisation providing services for the public. Um, but I suppose at British Gas, we consider these to be organisations like schools, health centres, local governments, parish councils, etc. Um, these businesses make up quite a significant part of the industry. So talking about these collectively, these can be key influencers and role models in the wider EV market. And how can EVs provide the public sector with a route towards net zero? Because it's not just about environmental concerns, is it? There are obviously economic and financial factors involved that affect everything too. Yeah, you're right, Johnny. I think there are a number of factors at play when businesses are considering a move over to EV. But I think the primary factor or the driving force is always going to be the impact that EV adoption has on the environment. So just as an example, a journey in an EV car has typically a third of the amount of CO2 emissions compared to that of a diesel or a petrol. And I think the government has set out a very clear and aggressive ambition to support the reduction of CO2 emissions through that clean air strategy over the next 10 years. And the public sector is probably a, a reflection of these ambitions and need to live and breathe it as part of their day to day. Of course, there are also a number of economic advantages to EV charging. So we know that in the long term, the cost of running an EV vehicle is significantly less than that of a petrol or a diesel. And it also consists of less mechanical parts. So therefore, the upkeep will be lower in the long term as well. Additionally, uh, we now have software which enables businesses to be able to charge users to their charge. So we call this billable charging or tariff setting. So this can be an additional revenue stream for the business as well. So just as an example, we talked to a number of schools today about how we can support them with the installation of EV charge points. And for them, their biggest driving force is that their mom parents want to provide a greener and healthier environment for their children and be a role model for the next generation. And parents and teachers are always conscious of this. So providing some type of EV charging infrastructure at their school or at their site, this is an indication of one of their steps to a net zero agenda. But then, you know, you might have a parish council, for example, who are looking to contribute again to net zero and have a charge point installed on their site. Now, typically parish councils could be in a remote village or outer city and therefore existing EV infrastructure or charging infrastructure is limited. So installing a charge point will no doubt increase confidence in the local community to move over to EV because there is a charging structure readily available for them. So through advances in the EV software, they also have the ability to charge customers if they were to use their charge point. 
which can always be a, a small but a steady revenue stream for the parish. So there is already a proven business case to invest in EV charging, which has clear financial benefits and efficiencies in the long run. And it also aids in the reduction of CO2 emissions as well. So I suppose it's the best of both worlds for businesses looking to adopt. Yeah, I think that's important to remember that there are economic benefits because things need to make sense financially, don't they, to be able to take actions that work environmentally. And you touched on it there, but EVs can play a really important role in helping cut emissions from transport. Uh, They're going to play a massive role, but they also come with their own set of challenges, uh, as does any new technology. What would you say the current barriers are to them being adopted? Because we're not all driving around in electric vehicles yet, are we? Yeah, you're right, Johnny. Um, I I think there's always undoubtedly going to be barriers to adoption for anything that's new. But I think one of the biggest ones for EV is probably consumer confidence in actually their ability to move over to an EV car. And a lot of this is driven by range anxiety. So today we have petrol stations everywhere. So we can feel confident if we run out of fuel on a, on a long journey, a petrol station isn't too far away. But with an EV, uh, charging is limited. And the places that you can go and charge your car are limited as well. So you're less likely to buy one until there is more confidence in local charging infrastructure. So I think this is where the public sector have an opportunity to be role models in this area and provide localised charging infrastructure so they can act as enablers to, for consumers to adopt EV as well. And also we, we recognise that the cost of EV charging can sometimes be an issue for both consumers and for businesses, particularly in the world that we're living in now where everyone is more cost conscious than ever. But as a longer term business case for EV adoption provides businesses with more financial and economic benefits, I think there's become more of a reason to believe rather rather than a barrier. Yeah, it can be difficult, can't it, to adopt uh, EVs or make any kind of business change of this scale. Um, but support is available. So could you tell us what support is, uh, is on offer for public sector organisations that might be looking to electrify their fleets? Uh, and, you know, people from, people from these organisations might be listening to this podcast right now. So what advice can you offer them? Yeah, so there are a number of schemes out there which can help businesses in their transition to EV charging. One of those is the OLEV scheme, which is a scheme set out by the government to help workplaces with the cost of the installation of a new charging point. So if a business is eligible, they can claim £350 per charging socket, up to around about £14,000. So depending on how many charging points the customer is looking to install, this can be quite a sizable reduction in the upfront cost. There's also the on-street residential charging scheme, which is another scheme by the government to help local authorities with the installation of public charging. So this is for anybody who can't necessarily charge at home, for example, anyone that may live in a flat or a terraced house. And more recently, there's been a £20 million cash injection for this scheme as well, which again shows the overall commitment to help the public sector invest in EV infrastructure. I think in terms of advice, the move to net zero should always be integral to a business's objectives and ambitions. Of course, there are a number of other initiatives out there which can help businesses cut their CO2 emissions, for example, solar or heat pumps. But we see EV adoption as a gateway into net zero purely because it's readily accessible today and the business case to invest has already been proven. The business uh, benefits and the overall benefits are getting better by the day. So in my view, it's easier for more than ever for businesses to do the right thing now, socially and commercially. That's good to hear that there are there's help available to to get over these hurdles and kind of leap over these challenges. Uh, But obviously, with any of these technologies, where there are barriers, there are obviously opportunities as well that are presented at British Gas Business. What are you doing to support public sector organisations to help them capitalise on these opportunities and really make the most of them? 
Yeah, so we speak with a number of uh, public sectors today around how can we support them moving over to EV. Um, and a lot of that comes from having bespoke conversations. So we would rather understand the reasons for wanting to move over to EV before we start to go into solution mode with the customer. So this would involve a dedicated sales conversation to understand more around the specific EV requirements and goals of the business. From there, we may be able to price upfront or book a customer survey. Currently, we will do uh, either a virtual survey or a site survey. So a virtual survey is something that we've adopted in response to COVID to ensure we keep all our customers uh, and ourselves safe. Or we may do a face-to-face -face visit, which again, are COVID safe. We also have a number of uh, hardware options as well with varying charging speeds, so we can help recommend the right type for the customer. Um, we also offer a, a software-based proposition. So again, we talked around before being able to add an additional revenue stream for businesses if they want to charge customers uh, for their usage. So we offer a, a software-led proposition, which enables them to take out a software and apply tariffs to their charge point. So again, this is an additional option for the customer if they want to take it. But this is our ambition to support customers who may just want to charge or may want to use it as an integral part of their kind of business model as well. We also recognize that the transition to EEV can be quite disruptive or time consuming for businesses. So we have a dedicated project management team who will manage the site works and work, and work with the DNO on their behalf to take the hassle away. We also have experience of moving our own internal fleet to EV. So we can relay our own experiences and knowledge to help the customer and hopefully do the same for them. So we definitely practice what we preach, particularly in the conversations we have with customers. We also recognize that businesses now are more cost conscious than ever, as we probably spoke about before. So we offer a number of finance options. Some of those are interest free to help customers with the initial upfront cost. And I think it's important we help businesses in this way, particularly in the current climate, so they can unlock the longer term benefits in EV adoption and charging. Great. So there you have it. If you're listening to this and uh, wondering about how you can get involved with EVs in your business or organization, uh, there you go. That's how to make the most of the opportunities and offer. So Adam, I'm going to ask you to get the crystal ball out for our last question, uh, which might be difficult, especially considering that everything's so unpredictable at the moment. But what do you think is next for EVs? And specifically, where do you see things being by 2030, which I suppose is the next big milestone on the journey to decarbonizing completely by 2050? Yeah, so no doubt that COVID has definitely had an impact on, on everything, really, uh, but particularly the EV industry. But I think the, um, the fact that the government has brought forward their ambitions for the 2030 target is a clear indication that this transition is, is not optional. It's definitely inevitable. Um, but a big, I think the big focus now is how both consumers and businesses respond to that and ensure that they have enough infrastructure set up to enable charging for, for consumers. I also think the public sector has a real opportunity to be advocates for the government on how important and beneficial EV adoption and charging is. So I would hope that they would take advantage of this opportunity and part of the journey to net zero as well. But, you know, I think the, the clear ambition now is in the next nine to 10 years, we need to invest in more charging infrastructure and businesses and public sector have a good opportunity to make that happen for consumers if they need it. Yeah, I think there are a few uh, things that need to happen uh, on, a, on a government level and in a private on the private sector level uh, to really accelerate the pace but it's good to see that the ball is rolling and i look forward to talking with you hopefully before 2030 uh, just to catch up on how things are going yeah definitely johnny and i'm, I'm sure no doubt that if we speak again it, it might be a different landscape but i think it's clear for now perfect well thank you very much adam it's been a pleasure talking with you you too johnny thanks for your time 
You have been listening to a Future Net Zero podcast along with our partner, British Gas. This has been a promoted podcast. Thanks for listening to this Future Net Zero podcast. Please follow us on social media and subscribe to the website at www.futurenetzero.com. Future Net Zero. Better business, better planet.